Hello everybody, RJ Salveson here. Time to get you ready for the Boise State Broncos, and in doing so, we want to give you the audio from the Monday presser for Utah State football. Utah State got a thrilling win, 26-21 over the Wyoming Cowboys, and get ready for the Boise State Broncos this Saturday night. So to start off, let's hear from the old head ball coach, Gary Anderson. Quick recap, another crazy, great Mountain West Conference football game. Um, two good teams battled right down to the wire again. Um, you know, Wyoming is a a really good football team. They've shown that all year long, and uh, it's, it was a great game. Physical, tough, went back and forth. Um, you know, you look at those games, and it can come down to a play here, a play there, but the whole bunch of plays that could be made one way or the other to swing it, and uh, fortunately, we made just enough to be able to win the football game. So, um, you know, my hat goes off to that program. I think anybody that uh, understands how we thought about them during the week, that was very obvious that they're a very good team. Um, and they've been built the right way, and so we're, uh, it was awesome to get a victory. I thought the kids played extremely hard. They were prepared. They worked hard through the week, battled through the momentum swings of the game, um, which we're always going to have. And, you know, this team just finds a way to continually get in those fights and, um, you know, battles back with uh, when the other team does some really good things and gets up on them or we, uh, you know, every team has some self-inflicted wounds. There's some of those we can work on. We need to coach it better and help them get better in those spots. And, um, you know, but they, they, they bounced back from it and found a way to get a victory. I'm just so proud of them as a whole. You know, they get bowl eligible. Um, satisfied with, yeah, we have six wins and we're satisfied with that. Absolutely not. But, you know, I'm, I'm the first guy to stand up and say that's a great accomplishment. Um, it's uh, There's a reason that there is bowl games and you get the six wins and, you probably hear me say this three or more, three or four more times, but I'm gonna keep saying it because uh, when when you get to six wins, you have a chance to go to bowl game. So it's something very good that's happened to this football team, and I'm very proud of them. And they should be proud of the fact that they got to that point. Satisfied again, absolutely not, but proud um, and happy of that accomplishment. You bet. If you lose sight of that, um, and you're not fired up about that accomplishment, then boy, oh boy, you know that's a, uh, it's a pretty bad place to live for a football team is one of their major goals obviously and we still have major goals out in front of us we're excited about the future Boise tremendous football team um, obviously year in and year out uh, they are the just the foundation of consistency uh, within this league obviously year in and year out it's well deserved they do things the right way um, tough-minded kids they recruit the right way you can see it when they you know their, their ability to be able to sustain and maintain and, and deal with an injury here, an injury there, or you know the ups and downs that come with the seasons, they, they handle those very, very well. Um, so that's a, it's a great program. It's not a good program, it's a great program, and you know, we're excited to get an opportunity to compete against them in, uh, in a great setting at our place. And you know it's, uh, it's elimination game number three for the Aggies, and they've passed the first two tests, so here we go again, elimination game number three. So we'll start can, uh, preparing today and work very hard at it, understanding that we have another extremely uh, quality opponent, uh, uh, the best of the best over the years in this conference. So uh, they gain your respect very quickly. Story goes on with the Munoz. He's now named co-player of the week mm -hmm. in the conference. He from being in your office a couple of weeks ago, wanting to play to where he's at now. Yeah, it's uh it's an awesome story, and I'm so happy for Eric. And all of those awards are well deserved. Um, you know, I think every one of them need to be pointed out from just a kid that uh, battles because he loves the game of football and um, kept finding his way. And you know, just uh, 
hey, I'll do whatever I have to do to keep playing football. And it shows up. It showed up since January. It showed up in the weight room. He's a hard worker, and you know he's adjusted to the scheme where we're at, what we're doing. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's the one that went out there and, and made those plays with the support of his teammate. And I think the coach Jen has done a great job of helping him understand and absorb the scheme. But you know, it's Eric goes out there and, and does what he does and did what he did in that situation because he prepared himself for that moment long ago, not just you know not just the last two weeks or whatever it may be. And you know, all the credit in the world goes to him and and his teammates for helping him get into that spot. And you know, as coaches, we'll do all we can to help them. But uh, you know, they go out there on game day. It's it's about them being in that moment, getting in that moment, and when opportunity presents itself, take advantage of that opportunity. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, he made some spectacular plays in that game, but you know, when opportunity presented itself, he took advantage. Um, it, it just it makes you smile, does your heart good. All those good things that come out of football that, that I believe in for kids, um, that's what's happened for Eric here in the last you know, couple days. It's uh, fantastic to see uh, his reaction. And it's fantastic to see his team's reaction. And again, it just goes back to how this team has been from the very beginning. They've been tight. Um, I try to talk to them all, all the time about being a fist and being a tight-knit fist, squeeze that fist and keep it tight. Um, and they've done that, and it's credit to them. On paper, there were two other really productive defensive players, along with Eric. You had Kevin and then you had Troy Leverage. Mm-hmm. What kind of growth have you seen from those two players this year? Well, I think, you know, Kevin, we've talked quite a bit about Kevin being the leader. Um, you know, even when Woody was there, Kevin is the vocal leader. Uh, you know, Woody is what he is as a player, which is not a good player, not a great player, but an elite player. Um, but you got to squeeze him to have him talk, right? And that's just the way Woody is. So Kevin was the vocal guy out there, and he's continued to be able to do that. And, you know, his development, and that, that showed a lot with Eric, getting Eric out there. And not that Eric can't handle himself mentally, but still walking into that situation, I think their relationship was key for, for Eric to go out there and just, I'm good. I'm ready to go play and attack it. Um, but Kevin has grown on the field. He's grown off the field. Um, he continually grows from a young man to a man every single day, which is the most important part of this whole thing to me. But his development on the field has been very good. Um, and again, I go back. I, the guy that he plays for um, is very, very, very good. Justin Enna is, you know, um, a tough, hard-nosed, great teacher, demanding yes, hug him up yes, all those things that come with it. But that's just who Utah State football is. So that, you know, that uh, feeling of toughness and grit and hardworking and um, smart football comes out of that room, and that's who we need to be as an Aggie football team. And those kids have done a, a great job of taking that on, that demeanor, and um, taking it out on the field. But again, Kevin's the one that's made that happen, so it's been fun to see. And Troy is, you know, uh, tough, physical, is becoming a student of the game, which is, quite frankly, the next step for him in his development. Um, you know, the consistency every single day in practice, film watching. How am I watching film? Am I really absorbing the film the way I need to to understand my opponent, to give myself some pre-snap awareness? Um, you know, you can see that in players as they continue to develop just the confidence on the field. Now, obviously, they have to have the athletic ability. Um, Troy's fearless. Um, he's a tremendous tackler. His physicality, he wants to be there. He wants to smack you every opportunity he gets. And he seems to really be even in a better flow week in and week out because of what he's taking from 
his coach and Michael Caputo, um, what he's putting into his film research and his film study. And, uh, you know, the classroom is just as important as the practice field and it's just as important as the game field. And I think Troy is really growing in that area and will continue to do so. And it's kind of the those two guys together. Shaq is, you know, one and the same. Shaq is, you know, Shaq ends up in the post a little bit more than Troy does. But, uh, you know, Shaq's ability to communicate with the defense is definitely growing. Um, in all those areas I talked about also. So I'm, I'm proud of you know, both those two safeties, but uh, it, it's great to see Troy you know, um, jump out as a JC guy who we had to have come in and play for us and play the way he's played. Obviously, uh, turnovers were a big storyline in the game. I mean, you forced four turnovers against a team that had five the entire season. So first two-part question, how big of a deal was that? And secondly, how important was it to get some positive mojo in that department heading into the Boise State game? You know, turnovers are always uh, a huge, huge stat, and it's a big spot on the stat line. And, you know, for us to be able to get the, the, the biggest, they're all big turnovers, but, you know, the you could say the interception at the end of the game, yeah, that's a giant one. But to me, the, the turnover on the, the after, um, at the first of the game there, right, uh, it was the kids came out, and it was just, again, it was a, another situation with these kids, and I probably bore a lot of people when I say this stuff, but their ability to react in those settings has been remarkable to me. Just it's there wasn't any looking at oh what happened there, who did this, here we go again. It was take the field, let's go, um, and go attack it. And you know, I thought Coach Anna was aggressive with his calls there, which played out very well. It was great to see that happen. But the kids executed those calls and made a tremendous play there at the end and you know Troy forced the fumble, got on the fumble and away we went. But that kind of set a, a tone there. It, could have easily been, you know, first the first play. I think they caught like a eight, ten yard slant, whatever it was, and so they come back up, and you know, then we make some plays right in a row, back to back to back to to knock them back. So it was, uh, it was great to see that. Um, but the turnovers are huge. It's, uh, you know, our my opinion is with the defense that's a really good swarming defense. You'd like to see every thirty snaps a turnover take place. That's hard, um, but all of our goals are hard. We don't have a goal that we put on the offense, defense, or special teams that's easy to obtain. Uh, but that's a goal that you know you'd love to have as a swarming, attacking, aggressive defense. And you know it, it hasn't happened every week for us, but it happened in a big game uh, when we needed it. And you know the kids executed it and, and and made the plays. And when the ball was on the ground, they were able to get it. When it was in the air, and it was their opportunity to get it, they got it. Um, there was one we didn't get, but we got it a couple of plays later, so that was good. <laughs> Can I ask the hard question about Jordan Love? Is Jordan yeah. Love going to play? Uh, that's, I really don't have anything on that yet. No comment. Um, there's nothing really to tell at this point, so we'll see. I assume Henry's getting snaps with the first team. How, mm-hmm. many, how much involvement has he had during the year? A lot. You know, Henry's, if, for instance, we go two-minute drill every week, we do it twice. Um, when we go... Our uh, crossover periods uh, with the, uh, you know, offense and defense. You know, he gets a lot of snaps there, and there's some, there's some carry over there to to what the opponent's doing, but it's also kind of a service period sometimes. So those aren't the exact reps that Jordan's getting, the exact looks of the defense, but um, he gets a, a really good fair amount of, of reps. And then you know, Jordan takes the majority when they're in their their scout scenarios. Um, but uh, enough, definitely. And I think the good thing about Henry and Andrew, when Andrew was there, you know, Cooper's in that situation now. Um, you know, Josh is down running the scout team with us. So, but those, uh, Henry has stayed just mentally, you just watch him in practice. You know, he, it's not like he's over there just signaling and, you know, watching the birds fly around and, you know, the, the pigeons up on the press box. It's not what he's doing. He's in it. Um, 
he sees it and he understands it, and I think he's really playing it out in his mind. So that's a credit to him. And you know, Coach Sanford stays on him good in that situation to make sure they're continually growing. But uh, you know, Henry understands that. Uh, those are big shoes to fill when that opportunity presents itself. And I thought, you know, he came in and he it's, it's not easy to hop in there in that situation, especially in that tense of a game, in that scenario, that setting against that defense because that's a really good defense at Wyoming. Um, you know, and he made some plays. He made some plays with his legs. The, the ball that he threw over the top to, uh, I believe it was Jordan Nathan, if I remember right, that was, a, that was a huge play in those moments. So, you know, he made a good decision on the sack too. Um, you know, the linebacker, and I, I apologize, young man, for not knowing your name, but number 30 for Wyoming is a tremendous football player, and both those inside linebackers are great players. But, you know, if, if, if Henry throws that ball, number 30 probably picks it and scores a touchdown. Um, so he didn't, and he, he took the sack, and, you know, we're in a good spot, so uh, at least a pundit. So that's, uh, he made some good decisions. I was proud of him. Boise State, um, I mean, one of the reasons they're – one of the best teams of the conference year in and year out is their depth. They just they, they establish that with their recruiting classes. Mm -hmm. How much are we truly going to find out about Utah State's depth this week? <laughs> well, I think we found out that uh, our depth is a bunch of fighters already and battlers and kids that are interested in you know, getting into to that fight. I think we've also established through the year that when opportunity knocks, you have to uh, take advantage of that opportunity. And if you don't, there's another young man that's going to be excited about uh, have an opportunity knock for him. And I, that's just part of a structure of a team that's going to compete, that wants to fight, that, uh, you know, every, every kid should want to be on the field, right? That's that's why you're playing. Um, you shouldn't be happy and satisfied by just watching the game or just putting on the Utah State football helmet. That shouldn't be the ultimate endpoint for you. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, our kids have shown that. Um, we'll find out a lot about our our depth, to answer your question, um, probably no more than we found out about our depth the last month of the season, quite frankly. There's been so many, you know, look at the offensive line, um, you look at the linebacker spot, you look at the DBs, especially early in the year, you know, the running back position when all of a sudden, you know, Jalen was hurt for a couple of weeks there and, you know, Enoch had to hop in there and, you know, Riley came in in that situation and, um, you know, I can go on and on in those spots, not to bore you, but we've had a lot of those situations and um, I think they'll react to the best of their ability. And um, I think they'll be excited about the opportunity to compete when when the youth is given a chance. How about Boise's on their third quarterback yep. and the guy's the player of the week? He's really he's really good, yeah. he's <laughs> And I, Boise, again, they do, they do a tremendous job of just, you know, I think they, 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 they stabilize their program very, very well. They recruit to who they are, what they're going to be. Um, and that goes with, that, that comes through time, that comes through commitment. Uh, they know who they're going to be on offense. They know who they're going to be on defense. And, uh, you know, their ability to recruit at a high level is right there. Um, you know, I've banged against Boise for a long, long time. And, you know, there's, there's six or seven kids on that team, um, the places I've been in the past that we would love to have had. And, you know, Boise got them. And Boise does a great job of recruiting them, identifying, get on them. Um, they have a tremendous place to recruit to, which we all know. And so, you know, we're excited about continually growing and building that and getting into that situation. Their reputation, you know, speaks for itself. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into those recruiting battles. Um, and... Uh, We'll, we'll see where it all goes. But I think they, the, the ability to sustain and maintain and stabilize a program the way they do with consistency, regardless of how many games they win, you have to look at them every single year. And when you go to media days, they're probably going to be almost always one or two every year, right? That's where they're going to be every single year. And that's what a program that's stabilized and every single year expects to have those great high expectations to be where they are this time in the year right now, playing a huge game in 
what is this, the third to last week in November, and uh, that's where they expect to be every single year. Yeah, and that's where we want to be every single year. Uh, so, you know, it's a credit to them and their program, their administration, uh, everything that goes with Boise, um, and that's, you know, that's what you, uh, what you want to be, right? You want to be in a position to be in special spots late in November, and that's where they found themselves, and they find themselves there most years. Well, this guy is look really athletic besides being yes. able to throw the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, gives them a real dimension at quarterback that's really kind of hard, I would imagine, at this point. Too. Yeah, you know, the thing I was probably most impressed with is his ability. The, even the first, I believe it was the first play of the game. It was early, one or two plays into the game. And, you know, he just gets back and rifles the ball out of there. And he's very good moving out of the pocket in their boot game. And, um, you know, Boyce is a team that'll that'll move the pocket with a lot of different personnel groupings. So his ability to sit back in the pocket and wing it, his ability to get out on the open, he did that three or four times on the boots and gets out of the pot and, uh, you know, spins that ball. And they're very good to some very good receivers. So he's, and he's seasoned, right? He's a senior. Um, he's been there for a long time, obviously. And he, it, it's, it's, you know, it's it's a lot like Eric, right? I mean, this kid got an opportunity. He took advantage of the opportunity and played great. And he absolutely was. Uh, uh, he had a special game, and he let the players around him make plays when they had the opportunity. And you know, it's uh, it's another great story in college football. But he's we'll have our hands full, regardless of who plays quarterback. I mean, who knows it's going to be? I guess that's the, the million dollar question on, on for both teams, right? As you look at it. <laughs> and then the. You talk about Wyoming being a good defense. Statistically, Boise State is even better. I mean, mm-hmm. on the season. So this, this is really, to be honest, from start to finish, this has been the best side of their ball all year long. Has been the defensive side. Yes, Boise. yes. Um, they have some tremendous players. Uh, that starts with the defensive front for them. Uh, physical, tough. You know, game changers. Uh, the Weaver kid is fantastic. Uh, the Mo kid is, uh, I believe, he's 55 too, if I remember right, or 50. Um, tremendous player they have a bunch of those guys inside and three or four of those other kids that are just the tough physical play with great technique technicians um you know i i get a little bit of a, a scouting report on those kids um over the summer from from coach chad because um, he coached them a year ago but now obviously he's busy trying to win games at uh, at usc and doing his deal there but uh so uh, he loved those kids. So that tells me if he loves them, uh, they're hard-nosed, tough guys, you know. And the defense is built around kids that can run and skillful kids that have great length. So you know, we'll have uh, our challenges for us. The wimpy kid, the inside linebacker, just because of our knowledge of him through the years and years of uh, knowing the wimpy boys, um, he's uh, he's turned himself into a heck of a player also. So defensively, they they believe in each other. They're tough-minded. They're physical, um, long, and, and and play the game the way it should be played. Hightower, so number, number 16, the wide receiver, mm-hmm. one of the wide receivers, is averaging 20.4 yards of reception. Yeah. How imperative is it to to limit his big plays? Well, it, it it's very important. Um, and Boise does just such a great job of, of finding ways to use him within their scheme. It may be in a grouping of you know two tight end sets where they're play action passing, max protection, running boots. Um, they do a great job with their crossing routes. Um, you know, uh, just they're 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 smart the way they attack things. You know, you can look at it and say, oh well, look, they're trying to get a pick here, trying to get a pick there, but uh, but they don't. They they do a nice job of you know moving through things and sliding and getting those undercut routes, whether it's him or it's another kid you know the big crossing boots across the backside are big trick plays that come in with Boise um, so I I'm, I've you know I've admired their offense for many 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 years I think it's a it's a great way to play they'll play with pace at times to get you offset if it's a big play you better be ready for pace coming back on you so they have uh, 
and and that comes with time. You know, um, he's a tremendous player. You give him an opportunity to get the ball, 50-50 ball, he's very good at. Uh, he's got great speed to pull away from you. Uh, I think he does a nice job of getting off man coverage from what I've seen. Um, when you get up and press him in his face, he has the ability to, that doesn't bother him, which a lot of receivers, that does bother him. It doesn't seem to bother him a bit. So, you know, he's, he's surrounded by good players, and he's just another example of a really good football player that fits their scheme, and they use him the right way. Um, and that's uh, you know it's a credit to the young men. It's a credit to the coaches too. Over the years, how they've built you know that system to where it can handle you know, whatever's going to come in its way. So if it was you know snowing sideways on Saturday, they'd be prepared for that. It'd be okay, and they'll run what they run. If it's 70 degrees and clear, and they'll uh, they'll do what they're going to do to cause you problems that way too. So it's uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good offense. 70 degrees and clear sounds really good. Yeah, we'll take it. It'll be, right. it'll be it'll be it'll be a cool it'll be a cool night, but it'll be a nice night. It couldn't have been better than it was Saturday. That was a beautiful night for us. So it'll be a 8:30 kicks. Cool. I wish you know. I think we all wish it was at two o'clock so everybody could see this game, but uh, none of us control that. So we'll play when we play. You said last week you hardly stepped to the defensive line room. So probably the best thing I ever did, right? Okay, so. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, yeah, you said they had their best game. Exactly. So, I'm coaching them down to a so bloody stump. Then, first off, then how, who's coaching them, and then what are then what are you doing? Or yeah. Um, you know, like, not giving all the secrets. Yeah. Well, no, there's no secrets. It's like I said a couple weeks ago. I thought it really felt like it was important for me to to really be, you know. Um, a head coach and what I believe in, you know, moving around and being part of things, being with the kids. And that goes from the young kids to the old kids, to recruiting, to um, making sure we're prepared as we move through the next, you know, six months. I always try to keep the kids and the coaches six months ahead. And that sounds crazy talking about that right now, but it, it, it's good. It keeps them at ease. It keeps them, you know, where they need to be so they can stay busy at the task at hand, which is winning football games. I think that's good for players and coaches. Um, it's just that the beginning of this year, I felt like it, you know, we had nine full-time coaches. We didn't have 10 full-time coaches. We have nine. Um, and so, and I did that. I made that decision. Um, nobody else made that decision. It's not because we couldn't. It's because I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it was the best thing for us to get the coaches here that we needed and um, help ourselves in all aspects of the of the. Uh, program. So I was heavily involved with the defensive line. You all know we have Bojay here and we have Al here. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Bojay's done a great job. Bojay's the, the main lead guy in there now. And we kind of split it a little bit early on. And, you know, we were deciding how much we were going to be an odd front this year versus an even front this year. Well, it became clear as we went through time that we were going to be an even front for the most part and play with two defensive ends and two defensive tackles um, with personnel that we had. Um, you don't want to take those kids off the field. They're the most experienced kids we have on the team um, as far as defense goes. And uh, so I was with them a lot early on and I kind of, you know, weaned myself off of that as we went through time and Al started taking a much more um, aggressive role with the defensive tackles. And uh, Bojay, you know, kept running those meetings as far as we, we didn't break off anymore and he started running the meeting. And so it was just time for me to step away and let those guys do their job. And um, I think Al's done a great job of growing into that position. and. He's going to be a great full-time coach, and when that opportunity presents him, that's been good for him. And you know, Bojay's just continued to grow, um, handling that room. So there's two of them in there, and they're, those those kids are in in very good hands, and uh, they're experienced too, right? That's a tough-minded crew. That is, they, they got a lot of 
they got a lot of miles on them and a lot of reps underneath them, so it allows them to be able to you know, handle some things as far as game prep on, on their own. But again, they're in great hands with those two coaches. Now coming up, Kevin Metzenheimer, who Eric Munoz, the Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week, said he owed a lot to. Eric had those two interceptions, 13 tackles, seven of them solo, but gave a lot of credit to Kevin. And in response, Kevin said it's a position that Eric has always put himself in. Here is Kevin Metzenheimer. I feel like the defense played pretty good. I mean, the good things, the good thing about the game, is when you win, and there's so many things you could have done better to make it a uh, way better performance. I mean, there's so many things we could improve on, even though we got the W. So, I mean, we just gotta watch the film and see what we could do better. So, just, uh, I mean, you and Eric, it just really seemed like you fed off of each other. He had the two big interceptions. You Mac trucked that guy on the screen pass. Had that fourth down stop in the side the five yard line. How much did you guys just feed off of each other's energy and uh, strong play there? Uh, fed off each other a lot. I mean, that just goes to show how we are off the field. I mean, we feed off each other no matter where we're at, like whether in weight room, treatment, upstairs, eating. I mean, we feed off each other, so that really showed the work we put in during the week also. I mean, watched a lot of films, so we was able to make those plays that we needed to make. Eric talked about how you guys are best friends. How <laughs> soon after he got here did you guys kind of get to that point? <laughs> as soon as he got here, actually. Like, as soon as he got here, he was already, like, open. I was like, dang, like, I feel like I knew him forever. And he, he went to Juco in California, so, like, kind of had the same lingo down and stuff. So, I mean, as soon as he got here, we're friends. Been friends since then, so. Coach A talked about how you're kind of the vocal leader on the defense. Does that come natural to you, or is that something you've had to work uh, on? No, because right now I feel like I'm stuttering, so I don't think <laughs> I'm a vocal. Well, I mean, in the, on the field, I feel like I, I know where people need to be. I know I just know football, but, I mean, it doesn't come natural. It just, I, I guess, I mean, it just comes out when I'm out there. I'm like, okay, do this, do this. I see this. I see this coming. I try to let everybody know what's, what's happening. So, I mean, communication boosts confidence, so. Have you had felt like you've had to elevate what you do when Woodward has been out? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you use a playmaker. I mean, everybody had to step up because there was plays that he would make that nobody else could have made. So anything that he would have done, we all had to do. So, I mean, Munoz came in and stepped in and made some big plays like he would have. So it's good to see. What's been the biggest difference on defense the past couple weeks versus the sh you had a rough stretch there for a couple weeks? Yeah. It's yeah. Time, kind of turned around. Yeah, uh, I mean, the way you practice, watching more film, I mean, seeing what you did wrong. So stop. we stopped doing what we were doing bad, kept doing what we were doing good, and made things simple, like simplified everything, make sure everybody was on the same page, everybody was doing their 111th, and everything came into place. Could have played even better, but, I mean, pretty good game. How big of a deal was it? I mean, you guys really dialed up some good pressure on their quarterback on, on Saturday. How big of a deal was it to get that uh, momentum going, especially going into a game against Boise State? Boise State has some great offensive linemen, but they, you know, they've given up a fair amount of sacks this year, so how important was it to establish that mojo going into that game? I mean, it was very important because the things that we've taken from this game, we could take going forward. I mean, especially, and also when you have Tipa um, on your side, I mean, it's pretty easy, but this, is watching things that we did, knowing how we could build off and what teams could do to us so we could go back, watch it all, and see what we could do to be better versus Boise. The theme for this well, the game leading up to Wyoming was physical. 
Mm-hmm. Coach, why don't you guys be physical and match the physicality within the EGS like you did that on defense? Yeah, for sure. I, I think the physicality was there. I mean, the linebackers personally, he came at us saying, like, we needed to be better. So we stepped it up to the challenge and try to play hard as we can, fast as we can, as smart as we can. So the physicality was definitely there. Well, last year when we played Boise, you were starting to play more yeah. in the season last year. Mm-hmm. You guys went up there with – you'd been on a roll and didn't win that game. What was the feeling of like that last year and how much is that does that lead towards what you want to do this Saturday? I mean – that game, it was, it was kind of, it was hurtful because we got one game closer to, you know, what I'm saying, going to the Mountain West Championship, and we couldn't do it. So now that I'm more part part of it, I feel like I have to step up in a huge way so I can send all my seniors out with a bang. So we need to win this game and win the next one so we could achieve our goal of going to the Mountain West Championship and possibly winning it. So I have to do it for my seniors. How big of a deal is it for you to, to be a part of a game here against Boise State, a meaningful game at home? I mean, the Aggies have played Broncos for Mountain Division title a couple times, but they, both games have been there. So, yeah. I mean, just how much, how excited does that make it that you're playing a meaningful game late in the season here against them? Oh, that's, that's huge because I feel like we have the best fans in the whole league. So the crowd behind us, that home, the home atmosphere, there's nothing like it. The herd is crazy. Our fans are crazy. That's huge having that game here, so make the best of it. Have you looked at anything at Boise State? Uh, like, I know you'll do a lot more yeah. as the week goes on, but what are your first initial thoughts of things you got to do? What do you have to take care of? What do they do well? That kind of stuff. Um, stop the run is number one, always number one. Uh, the Thurston quarterback, I think he's actually pretty good. I mean, he's a pretty good good quarterback. And then the receivers, I feel like they give them, get them the ball in space and make try to make one of the corners miss and keep it going. Uh, they get the ball to their playmakers. They're great on defense. So, I mean, we got to match their intensity, their physicality, and we'll be okay. And then do we, uh, just was Eric as emotional after the game once he talked to uh, the media and everything? <laughs> I mean, how did, how did he re- – I mean, because he, he really – put quite a session together with the media and things on it, talking about how much this meant to him you could tell and he talked about you and his parents and everything like that. Can, yeah. you, can um, you tell us how he was after? Yeah, so I mean even before that before yeah, I've seen him cry once before too, because football means everything to him. I mean he's always stayed patient, always stayed humble. But after the game he's like he comes to the locker room, he's sitting there like wiping his face. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I just bawled. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't know. He said he cried throughout the whole thing, and he was kind of like laughing about it. And I'm like, bro, you're soft. You're soft. <laughs> but I seen it, and I was like, dang, it made me shed a tear. So I'm like, proud of that dude, my best friend. Appreciate well, he, him. He cried about you, too. Yeah, appreciate him a lot. I ain't going to cry, though. <laughs> and finally, Dominic Eberly, who set the Mountain West Conference record for field goals made in a career at 59. Wyoming win is very important for us. I mean, it keeps us right in the conference race. Uh, we knew that they were going to be a tough team defensively and that we needed any opportunity to score and convert on those. And I felt like we did a really good job driving down the field, scoring touchdowns on the first couple drives. And then even though we probably should have had one or two more touchdowns, just getting points on the board and separating ourselves was really good. And I think that the offense from every position, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, just stepped up and did a great job. 
you've kicked 14, I think, of your field goals in conference games. And I think the one game we didn't win in conference, you didn't get a chance to kick in one. So uh, they've, they've come in really important games for the, this team to do what you wanted to do as your goals. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, it's, it's just good to get those opportunities. I really like that, you know, whether the offense is going to score touchdowns or, you know, if we're going to score field goals, we're getting points on the board. And I just got to do my job and help the team no matter what to achieve a win. I mean, I'd rather kick PATs, to be honest, but when they're field goals and they're going in, that's, that's also really good. And I'm glad I'm able to step up and help the team that way. I assume breaking the field goal record for the Mountain West Conference is one of your goals coming to Utah State. Do you have a number that you want to reach now that you've broken that record? As many as I can. I mean, um, I wasn't really aware of the Mountain West until a couple of weeks ago. I always wanted to break Coach Brad Bond's record. He's the one that, you know, like said it and everything. And that was the one thing from day one since I started training with him where he would tell me, hey, you got to break 59 and after every game pretty much he would text me oh 54 more or 13 more so it's that, that was pretty amazing to do that how meaningful have these records been the last couple of weeks knowing that they've come in wins and when they've been meaningful field goals that have really helped lift your team to those wins um they're great i mean you know it's i don't i don't want to focus on those those are things that i set before the season or before my career even began and it's great to be able to help the team out that way. And you know, when you win and break those records, and when you win and achieve something like that, that's what makes the feeling even better. You know, it's it's not a selfish goal; it's a team goal. Because when you know, like you kick field goals and you end up winning the game on a field goal against Fresno, I mean, that was raw emotion. I I hugged Jordan. I mean, that's that's the best kind of feeling in the world when you can help contribute to whatever team set out as a goal back in January. Can you, you, you're on the sideline a lot and see the guys coming and going and all. Can you give us a read? Is there anything different about the team these last two games that was not there in the two games where it didn't seem like everybody was playing very well in those two games against Air Force and BYU? Uh, I mean, on the sideline, everyone has more grit. I mean, everyone kind of made it a personal attack to them about those two weeks where rather than just you know being the guy to get punched on they want to be the guy doing the punching they want to be like a boxer doing the heavy hits they want to finish that knockout blow and I feel like over the past two weeks that's kind of where you know there's not a saying but a lot of people always say that oh we can't win close games we can't do that and we're really doing a great job changing that culture I mean you know going out and winning two tough away games in conference and now winning against Wyoming at home in a close game where the defense stepped up and made a great play. I mean, Eric Munoz, a fantastic player, has stepped up and did a great job this week where, you know, like that's really the, the change that we've seen on the sideline where everybody's coming more and more together about wanting to change that culture and, you know, setting forth towards our goal. You guys have really played some meaningful games against Boise State over the last four or five years, but they've been there. How nice is it to have them here for a game that's, you know, for a good chance of a division title? I mean, it's great. I mean, uh, it's always a big game between us two. My true freshman year when I redshirted, we beat them here, uh, which was a great experience. And I want to repeat that again with all the seniors that 
came in for that experience and then just in general every one of my teammates I mean it's a huge game our focus is solely on them and I think this week of practice is going to determine so much more about how the how the game is going to go than you know like when the game actually happens I feel like the preparation to it will be the most important let me ask you you and I that one day we can practice you we were talking about all the things you do off the field why do you why do you do all that stuff um, are you talking about school with or school and stuff you've done with the community and different things like that why uh, I just love being involved in the community I mean uh, I always looked up to soccer players who did the same thing where they weren't too big for you know other people or people that they influence and you know I have my mentors and my people that I aspire to be or that I look up to that have done those things so I feel like just giving back is truly what's something that makes me me and that's what I want to be known for rather than just being a football player being a guy that you know can be friends with with kids can go out you know have a guy recognize me and then play football with him and, or like toss the ball around just have an experience that they're going to hold on to for a while. Anything else for Dom? Really quickly, when on, his, on a field goal, I know you can't control where it's put, but for that Fresno State game you, you were able to. Do you ever tell the coach or somebody, hey, put it right here for me because this is where I like it most? Or is it in that Fresno State game, for example? Uh, yeah, I mean, I prefer left middle. I mean, just right around the, the left upright. That's what my preferred spot is, but I don't actively think about that. I mean, when we have the luxury to do that, like we did against Fresno, where we're already on the left hash and then we can just center it a little bit, that makes things easier. I mean, that's where, you know, I wouldn't say I'm most comfortable at, but that's where in practice, because we track all the kicks, that's where the highest percentage is at. That's where we're going to say, you know what, that's where we have the best chance of making it 99 to 100% of the time. All right, that does it here for the. All right, that does it for this week's edition of the Utah State Football Press. Remember, you can always find this on our podcast platform, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button as well. The Full Court Press is on from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday with Eric Franson and myself. And you can also stream the show on 1069thefan.com. Until next week.